0: Hello everyone. Stone Master
1: back, back in the chair, but not for a session this time. Just to debrief, what we all did. What this, happened?
2: This is like uh, inside the actor's studio. Yeah first flight nights inside the caveman's caveman's studios yes well you know the whole,
3: the whole point of this little diversion was to learn something new hopefully well this is the thing so isn't now it now we yeah. have to do our reflection period at the end of class
1: what have we learned <laughs> yeah it's like the evaluation at yeah.
3: the
2: end
1: of a science experiment yeah
2: should we all what could we have done better should we all reintroduce ourselves because people are going to be so they, they will have been so wrapped up in the rich narrative we built that's that, it <laughs> they think
1: you're just long night
2: I know like coming, yeah. coming back down from that is going to be like yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> come back to us come back <laughs> we're gathered around the bed. And it's like you know, we're talking you out of a coma. It's like, come, come, return to us. Well, I'm Nick, ex Stone Master.
3: Uh, I'm
4: Lucy, ex White Bird.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm Ali, ex Fang.
2: And I'm John. And I, I had the honour of bringing Long Night to life.
1: Ah, uh, mm-hmm. that was awful. An experience that touched us all. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, bit of a different game to maybe games we've played before. Uh, certainly was for me. I've really all I've played is our game, First mm. Flight, with our own rules, and Dungeons and Dragons, which obviously is a D twenty predominantly game. Uh, whereas this was a two D six game with quite a different sort of approach. And one of the biggest things I guess I could bring up to, to kick things <laughs> off was the absence of classes. There was very there was very little in this game's sort of source book for what type of caveman are you gonna be. There just wasn't that at all. Which was really when I was first reading the book I was really sort of caught off guard by cuz that seems to me such an obvious starting point for an RPG. But then I quickly discovered the strengths and weaknesses system and I was like, hey, that's actually very really cool. You said build really like your own that. class yeah. out of
4: that. Because really, when you think about D&D it is quite two dimensional. You know, you are a rogue or a fighter or mm. a wizard. So sometimes a wizard might want to sneak in and unpick a lock or, you know, sometimes a bard might want to smack someone around the head with a warhammer.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> there should be capacity and there, there is, I suppose, technically. But I You quite, can pile all your stats into yeah, strength and still be a bard, for Yeah, example. but yeah. I quite like the strengths and weaknesses without the classes. I thought that was... I really liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes you more three-dimensional. You you know, choose the choosing three strengths and maybe one or two weaknesses means that you're quite a well-rounded, multi-talented... Sure, Personally.
2: It was kind of weird in a way because like, when when we were doing the character building, uh, because of the tribe, that's a question actually, the tribe you gave us, yeah, the yeah, Giants yeah. tooth, tooth tribe, mm. were they like a pre-written established tribe? Did you just make that kind of... I just made that up. So when it came, because when we did the character creation, you said, the, he's, these are like the rules you've got to follow, like you've got to, you have to have... The the, the tribe. uh, The mammoth. Yeah. Yeah. Wisdom of the mammoth. Yeah. So we all had Wisdom of the Mammoth, like as kind of standard. Yeah. Which kind of meant that it was uh, what we had like uh, empathy.
1: We were good at, like. You could all sort of connect with animals Mm. and and i actually kind of regret picking that as the tribe's strength
3: it didn't really come up that much it didn't
1: come up that much and also it would have been something that would have been really good for one character to have been able to do yeah the character that talks to animals but instead you could kind of all do it and as a result i kind of didn't use it at all because (laughs) it wouldn't have been that interesting like which one of you would have done it you know when when there was an animal to talk to Mm -hmm. which of you would so it ended up being a non-thing really
3: i initially thought that when, when you sent us the list of strengths and weaknesses and told us how to build a character I thought it sounded a little limiting like Mm. the the language it was using to describe what the strengths and weaknesses actually did I thought that was like it was too vague I was like how is that actually going to affect anything in the game and I was quite surprised to find out that it did quite a lot but I I certainly felt that I was using one of them
2: all the time
3: like I I ended up (laughs) using Rise of the Eagle three or four times a session which (laughs) was
2: that was your that was the
3: trance strength yeah
2: Mm. so what other ones could you actually have?
3: Uh, I had Wisdom of the Mammoth. Which we all And had. that was it. Ah. Um, and Because as a shaman, I had one less. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Of a very fact so, that you had. Like, shaman was kind of an extra strength in a way. Yeah. Right, all right. Um, which gave me, like, the mind bullets power. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Whether ever... Like, when you saw the characters we'd built, mm. did you ever think that... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> what have they done? Like, have they... <laughs> like, because uh, in D&D, as Ali mm. was saying, like, everyone is very, like, specialist. Mm. So you do get that kind of, like, that problem where if two mages turned up, it'd be like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, I'm yeah. the fireball guy? Yeah. So when you saw the characters we'd each independently created, were you like, well, these are a bunch of weaklings. They're not going to be able to do anything.
1: Uh, no, actually. No. Ah. Quite the opposite. When I, when I saw what you mm-hmm. created, I was instantly filled with a lot more confidence. Because I was at the character building phase, I was a bit worried, even though I kind of like the look of the strengths and weaknesses section. I totally agree with what you said, Lucy, in the fact that from first glance, it doesn't seem like you have a huge spectrum to work with. And I didn't know exactly, like I, I didn't know what I was going to get back from you at all. And, and it wasn't until you provided me with your ideas for your characters that I realized, ah, this is an opportunity for storytelling more than it is like what special things you're going to do. The instant you told me, John, for example, that you wanted to be a storyteller in the context of this world, I was like, wow, I hadn't even thought of that. That's really really interesting because now you've got you've got a purpose basically already like out the box you've got something your character is trying to do and if I can play with that then great you know and I started thinking about murals that your character would be able to decipher and you know w- what would be important about art in this world that would teach you about where you had to go and stuff like that so it gave me huge amounts to work with so actually it was it was really good but I think it was kind of despite. The game in a funny sort of way like i think you all basically created classes lucy you probably are the only Mm -hmm. exception because shaman is really the only class in the game yeah um you all kind of created classes for yourself like you fang were kind of like elder slash elder
4: wannabe (laughs) potions
1: (laughs) master you know and then you were a storyteller that's not a class that's something you wanted to be and we turned into something that meant something
2: i guess yeah it's like fang being like slightly Addled, uh, yeah, that was brilliant. Old, uh, <laughs> who's kind of seen everything. I guess, yeah, it, the game could have just said, like, you're playing as old weird person or yeah. something like that. That's like capital O, capital W, capital yep. P. But, oh, an no, OWP. Oh, oh, no, uh, but it did feel like, like, because it, it was weird, because, like, when I was looking at, like, the abilities, when I was, I don't know if this was the same for other people, when I was trying to, like, pick Long Knight's character, I was like, I don't want to. And again, because I've been obviously DMing the stuff we've done so far, so I haven't yeah, yeah. really had the experience of being in combat and everything like that. And I don't know if other people feel the same, but I suddenly had like I was like drunk with power, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I can kill things. And I was like, do I go down the route of building like some teenage off the chain like barbarian, just yeah. with, like Kratos <laughs> d- from God of yeah, War, like, yeah, dual wielding <laughs> clubs kind of thing, <laughs> uh, semi automatic clubs, um, and I was like. Well no, I'm going to try and go down this other route. Mm. But then I, I really had no idea whether my character was physically weak or strong. It seemed like weirdly everyone could do everything yeah, in a I weird feel, way. I feel like particularly mm. yes. in my
3: case, I'm not sure that my weakness that I chose came into it enough. Like your to be fair, the biggest I,
1: thing was that your HP was low. Yeah, really wasn't it? Yeah. And the
3: closest I got to my low HP was 7.
1: Yeah. Um I maybe should have been harder on you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but at the same time it's like what what There wasn't... What could you have done there? Because it was like, just, I would die sooner? Like, there wasn't anything to do in between, really. Like, like
1: would we have been satisfied if you'd got down to two? Yeah. You know, you still wouldn't have died, though. And I didn't want you to die, really, because I didn't have much scope in my story you know, it was a quite a short-term thing and I had a very specific goal in mind. I probably would have done quite a lot to prevent you from mm-hmm. dying unless you'd really mm. fucked it up, you know.
4: I mean, our, mine and Long Night's health was 24, wasn't it? Yeah. So maybe if there was a mechanic where if you got down to 12, you are bloodied and something happens. Then maybe your movement's restricted. Maybe, yeah. Maybe then if that stayed as 12 for you, you would have just been much closer there is, to there that. Is,
1: there are severe injury mechanics. Okay. But they seem to come, if I remember rightly, they come from... Critical failings on rolls, mm. which isn't something you did very much. Yeah. luckily, but actually, I think this is another slight, maybe not a failing, but an issue with the game, is that it's actually quite unlikely for you to critical fail. I think mm. I don't know. I don't know whether that's statistically true. I think we
4: did have one,
1: but you'd have to you have to roll two snake eyes, eyes and yeah. they
2: both was have to be. Was that me ones. or was that you? I rolled quite badly towards the mm. end, but didn't you get like double critical success?
1: I you did. did. Like, yeah, and yeah, I had yeah. to come up with something for true that. Role, <laughs> <laughs> there would yeah. not <laughs> rules for that, um, but like there was there's was, there's lots of things for weapons breaking, um and the whole like toughness of weapons. there's loads of rules for that. And I think, as I've said before, I think maybe I said it at the beginning of the game, I think I've said to you guys as well, the game seems to be built around the idea of playing really long campaigns mm. um, and and having your character grow and change throughout its entire life. That's the idea, because there's levelling up in there, but it's a weird kind of thing where your sort of uh, presence in the tribe grows. And there's loads of rules about things like pregnancy and giving birth and developing relationships and inter-tribe diplomacy and all this crazy stuff, which you couldn't ever do in a six episode like mini run Mm -hmm. it's just so huge in scope and there are rules for that which is really awesome you know but you'd really have to know you wanted to play this game for like two or three years to get into some of that stuff i think Mm. and that's two or three years real time
4: yeah
2: it felt kind of like everyone and i don't mean this as a criticism because our characters made us unique but it felt like as as a as a person in this world you're all kind of the same yeah Unless you physically choose a, um, a detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, or a super weakness, yeah. 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 Um, and then the other stuff is kind of like quite flavour related. <laughs> yes. Because a lot of the powers are not like, I can shoot fireballs or anything. It's like, because no. you had, um, wasn't it like smoothness of the otter? Softness
4: of the otter, Softness yeah. of the otter,
2: so you could like calm people. Yeah. And that's such a story-driven mm. power. It's not like a...
4: It's not like you have plus three to your defence or something. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I quite like that though, I, I think um for me anyway playing rpgs is all about the story yes you know and as much as fights are fun and winning and finding treasure is (laughs) awesome and leveling up um i think it's quite nice sometimes when something is so vague that you can kind of just take it
1: anywhere you want rather than being restricted i think i do feel like this system made story king Yeah, in 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 a way. Yeah, Um, but I can
4: understand it might not be for everyone.
1: No, if some people don't. If
4: if
3: you came to this as your first RPG, it would be a hell of a learning curve. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: definitely, definitely.
3: There are, from what I could see, there weren't many rules for anything.
1: No, really. No, no, it was it was weird, and quite a lot of the time, I was coming up with like basically, I came up with my own idea for insight completely, because there were times that I really wanted you. to to be able to have that function. It's it's a really good one in D&D Insight because it it can make people roll to see if their character would work something out when the player actually hasn't. So sorry, which which one is Insight again? It's like perception
4: or investigation, isn't there, in D&D? No, no.
1: Yeah, those are are visual Mm -hmm. looking. But Insight is where your character is able to sort of glean some knowledge from something and therefore maybe because he's in the world and you're kind of Mm -hmm. not as a player... He's able to work something out where you wouldn't be able to, and it's an opportunity for the DM to essentially give you a hint, which is really really good, mm. and it's a hint that is suited to your character. So if your character, for example, Long Night, um, I could I used I think I used Insight without you really knowing I was using it um, when you were looking at murals. You played me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I was asking you to roll d6, and I didn't tell you why. You rolled well in because I'd come up with a threshold in my head, and then I said this mural kind of you know that's the mountain that's across the valley. You know, you're able to learn that. And otherwise, I would have had to describe a mountain. Hmm. But your character would know that mountain because that cari- yeah. your character had seen the mountain every day. And so then I'd have to say things like, you go outside and you look across the valley and there's a mountain over there and it kind of looks like the v-. You know, there's no point in me going into all hmm. of that. So instead, I wanted to be able to use insight yeah. and there's no mechanic in the game for that. So I just got you to roll 2 Yeah, stuff. that's
3: really interesting because I think that kind of describes what I think I've been trying to make... Um suddenly can't remember the name of our own stats from Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so long, uh, um the, the inspiration. Inspiration, yeah, yeah. sorry. Mm. Trying to make inspiration do because I've played other games and I've I've played a couple of different games, some two D six ones and some um D twenty ones and D one hundred ones. But um it, you do always seem to get to this point where it's like I don't know I the player do not know what action I should take next. Yes. Uh, but my character probably would. Probably would. would. So yes. I've, I've, yeah. I've really been tr- trying to come up with a way, and I know John and I have been sort of discussing it back and forth quite a bit, about trying to make inspiration do that mm. in Cuckoos. Like, allowing yeah. you to somehow...
2: Uh, well, when when we pick it up again, yeah. Um, I've got a new mechanic for inspiration, mm-hmm. which we're going to try, and oh, if it cool. doesn't work, we'll throw it out the window, but it's more of a question-based yes. kind of thing.
0: Ask his DM.
2: But set questions, yeah. so it's not oh, like. So it's a bit like, So it's not like what do I do? No, no. So a, li- a little yeah. bit
1: cribbed
3: from the apocalypse. Yeah. system. Well. Yeah. which is actually something we might look at in the future anyway. Yeah, we should, we should yeah. totally um, do
2: that. Yeah. Did you, uh, Nick? Because you've DM'd, and I want to say that this is a problem that I ran into when I I was DMing, mm. and I was wondering if you'd experienced it where it's like the characters are say stuck yes. on something, uh, and you don't want to just say here's the thing. And you are talking about like, insight and stuff. So you might say, like, roll so-and-so. Like, just everyone just give me a, 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 roll. a roll. And then yeah. if everyone rolls absolutely terribly, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, no. I guess.
4: This, yeah, I was going to ask about this because it's very interesting that you make us roll at all if you, we really do need to know something. So do you just set the difficulty threshold at, like, one? The reason is because you could conceivably work it out. Yes, I know. But do you could you just say we walk into the room and long night you see that and you recognize it. Because it's always theoretically
2: possible (laughs) that you will just continue to roll fails. Yes, try again.
1: again. So I I guess in answer to both of your questions, this situation could occur of everyone's rolling bad and I can't give you the information that you need to progress. So
4: is there any point in making us roll at all? and just tell us what
1: we need to know. <laughs> the thing is and 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 this isn't necessarily always going to work, but I think my thought process in that situation is I did my best. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. And and now you guys are going to make a decision based on what you don't know. Yeah. With, without knowing that it's something mm-hmm. you don't know, you're mm-hmm. going to make a decision and I'll react to that mm. because at this point I don't want I don't want to give you everything. Yeah, and I've given you an opportunity to learn it. You didn't get that opportunity. So I'm just going to see what you do. Yeah. And you might do something down the road that actually makes me go I can actually tell you that now. Mm. You won't ever know that that's what you rolled for ten minutes ago, but you've done some you've done something else right, mm. and so now I can give it to you. I suppose
4: there's also an opportunity that if we got like um, twelve on a two d six roll, that you just give us a really juicy bit of information, like yeah. so maybe you tell us more than you thought you were going to. Or... Yeah,
1: it's it's the classic like pulling the wool over you guys' eyes yeah. as a DM. You know, I can I can pull those things in later, and you wouldn't even know that mm. you were. Well, yeah. that didn't actually happen really at all though in in this like most of the time you were going to places and they were the places i said they were going to be and i wasn't lying <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> one thing i kind of like because i've got like a, a new draft version of the of the rule book mm-hmm. but which we will use when we dive cool. back into cuckoos but one thing i think it came up is a concept of like you know difficulty checks for yes. anything yeah. yeah so if you if you would go like so even if if that scenario where there's a puzzle we don't know the answer. And you're like, okay, everybody roll. Yeah. And in your head, you're going, okay, well, well, I think this is like a six. Yeah. So if they can roll higher than a six, it's they usually what have it wants. solved. It's it. Six
1: or seven usually, yeah.
2: But the but it's interesting because it's like I realize that like there's two versions of doing that. There's one where you go, I have a number in my head, and you're all trying to roll higher, or you do a blind roll. Mm-hmm. So I just say, yeah, roll, and they roll, and then the outcome of your roll determines how much information they get yeah yes whereas like if you roll a 12 you're gonna get the holy grail i'm gonna (laughs) tell you everything yeah and i think it's interesting because i think this is in the apocalypse system where it's not like you might go i want to i want to club this guy on the head and the dm goes okay give me a roll and then if you roll badly the dm goes well you miss yeah or if you or, or or you or you get over a threshold and you hit Or you roll like double sixes and the DM's like, oh my God, you killed this man. Yeah. You know.
4: I was like, oh no, I didn't want to. He was a a critical NPC. (laughs) Uh,
2: um, But then the alternative, I think, in the apocalypse system is it happens. Yeah. Like whatever you do. But you pay a price. price.
4: But, Yeah, what's the outcome? Which I think is really interesting because that
2: seems to avoid these problems where you could get stuck in in a hole and you can't get out because you keep rolling. I completely agree. I completely agree. And and everything
1: I've, because I've been listening to, as as a lot of us have, Amnesty, which is another podcast where they use the apocalypse system, McElroy's. And... I really thought that that system has a lot of strengths in that regard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because you're never going to get into a point where you've blocked, where the story wants you to progress, mm. but the dice rolls yeah. keep preventing, yeah. preventing yeah. it. And
4: there are times as well when you might say, oh, my character, um, you know, jumps over that gap. And then you roll, and then it's like, oh, no, wait, they don't jump over the gap. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you've uh, already said, said uh, yeah. that you did. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And also, uh, no, in fact,
3: you tripped and fell on your face. Like, yeah.
1: So yeah. there's <laughs> things like, you know, your character in the moment wouldn't make wouldn't attempt to jump they didn't think they could make yeah and, and so it's kind of less believable so you're jumping no matter what yeah really yeah. only if something went critically wrong in that character's genuine real world experience would they fall um which would be maybe like a slip on some gravel or you know a bird came out of nowhere and smashed into the side of the head so <laughs> really it should be two to twenty if we're doing a d20 system would be a success and only one, the critical or, fail.
4: Yeah, two to twenty is
1: You do jump. Yeah, you might die, but yeah, you, or you, you might you stuff jump. the landing or fall a little bit or whatever. Yeah. But you definitely make the jump. Yeah. And I think that that's what the apocalypse system does is that you do do it, but you can maybe bank something for the DM yeah. that's a glitch mm-hmm. that happens down the road yeah. or straight away then.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. How
2: did you find the advantage system of having like a third d six, <laughs> because like it was
1: that's quite a big I was yeah was massive yeah, it
2: was op i didn't want to throw the words op out but like well
1: yeah i think that's mean and i think it's a word that's thrown around like for people and, and it's like a, a criticism of games it's potentially a bit extreme it's not op because i'm meant to be deciding the thresholds and i think if i had been a bit more in the present moment i would have made certain thresholds a lot higher D- despite the fact that you were rolling with an advantage because of what you were trying to do, really? and I didn't do that enough.
4: It was interesting because sometimes I'd roll with three d sixes and I would get lower than some you two d six rolls. You so did, and, and it, it was. It's weird still a think- random chance of getting up to six, isn't it? Sometimes you might only get an extra one.
1: Yeah, I think the first half of the game you all rolled really, really well, and at that point I was thinking, oh god. Like you're literally unstoppable. Like nothing yeah. I can do. And then the funny thing is, is that it completely flipped for the second half of the game, and you start getting really bad rolls. There were some critical we failures. I spent we the entire were... finale hiding behind a wall. Yeah. Like, and
2: which, Fang and I, which was just... not.
1: I, I felt personally that was
3: not a satisfying ending for my character. <laughs> like I was like, she's gone all this all this way. She did all that cool stuff in the, fo- the Spirit Forest. Yeah. And then. Final battle. I'm hiding behind a wall, like just shooting mind bullets. Yeah, shooting <laughs> mind bullets at nothing. But again,
2: you, you just kept rolling badly. Yeah, which yeah. is like so
1: beyond yeah, your kind of control. Things, yeah, like, um, but I had nothing. Yeah.
3: I had no other action I could take. Like no. I feel like if it was me personally in that situation, I'd be like, well, this clearly isn't working right now. I'll try something else. Yes, there but, wasn't. Uh, but Whitebird was a bit of a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. I think I like, didn't have much else.
1: Yeah, she could work with. there are there are the, the whole shaman thing is a really interesting thing because the the game is. explicit uh, potentially bold capital letters explicit that starting characters cannot be shamans (laughs) and I broke that first cardinal rule because because it was really interesting and it was the closest thing we had to a class and I really wanted someone to have it Mm. because otherwise you you kind of would have all been basically identical really I wasn't prepared at that that early stage of how what you bring to each of your characters and I should have trusted you more really but the bottom line was I really thought we needed a shaman in the mix and I think it did help the story Mm. overall Um, But there are loads of other shaman powers, and I decided to lock you at the base level of shaman ability, because uh, otherwise I was afraid to become too overpowered. But maybe what happened there is that I restricted your toolbox a little bit, because there are things like beast form, there's go invisible, um, yeah,
0: Yeah.
2: crazy stuff. But you were crafting like a very mystical world anyway. Because you know, I can understand why you wanted a shaman, and like, mm. and even if, and it
3: did make sense narratively to have someone who wanted who could like talk to the dead, and yeah. I feel like I didn't try the animal talking to the animals directly
1: um, enough. We okay. didn't encounter that many animals. No. no, well, that was another thing. Like, you could have done at any point. You could have tracked and hunted, uh, but you ended up finding food. Like, for example, you were very you were very prepared. You thought about getting rations when you left the tribe. So as a result, you didn't really need to hunt that much. And so as a result, you weren't going off the track. So I was constantly building things in for what wildlife was around in case you wanted to track and hunt. But you, you never re- really ever did that so because hmm. you had rations with you, which is mm-hmm. fine. That was a different kind of preparedness. Yeah, which I've is never cool.
4: really played RPGs with the um, systems, logistics sorry. of staying alive in mind much. Mm. Yeah. Other than don't get killed, but you know, like Yeah, like it's
3: always like D&D always has those
4: options like you yeah, have the traveller packs, packs To tell and you
3: you've got 10 days worth of rations, you've got this much water,
2: you've got yeah. this much,
1: how much
4: money it costs to live yeah. every day. Like,
1: and some oh. DMs operate on that and they mm. count
2: XP. Yeah. It would as well. be kind of fun. It would. It, as an experiment. I struggle with it
4: in real life yeah. enough. I don't <laughs> have to do it in RPGs as well. I just go for a weekly shot. I do feel
0: like
3: if you tried to do it as an RPG, it's like... You know, it's like when you play The Sims and you suddenly realise that you're just watching someone sit at their computer, or watching someone
0: sit at their computer. It's like, you know.
4: Yeah,
0: that's such a good point.
4: I've paid sixty pounds yeah. so that I can build a
1: house, put a desk in it, put a computer on it, and watch someone play their computer. Yeah. I think um, I think it's another thing as well that would have surfaced if we'd been playing for years. You know, you'd potentially be on a quest away from home for for, for months, from away from the tribe. And you would be needing to hunt at that point. Yeah, mm, that's fair food. enough. Yeah,
2: and I guess I because I think like maybe the closest we got to that sort of thing I think was when we were coming back from the burial ground right at the start. Yeah, and we knew something was in the 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 shadows in the forest that's and we right. didn't know quite what it was. We saw and that,
4: that warthog or something wasn't it? Was, what it was it? There was a hog that yeah. that took you the right sort of mm.
1: half the the right way, and then yes, you saw a, a bear man. Yeah,
2: and that felt like we were properly hunting in the moment. Yeah,
1: like can I,
2: um. I was gonna say, did what advantages did? Because I had like the stealth uh, advantage. You did, yeah. I also had the body painting advantage. Yes. Well, the body painting ability, which gave me an advantage in stealth.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So we. <laughs> got One to, of them did. One of yeah, the paints.
2: Which I did. used. You did. So we got to scenarios where, unless this was game breaking or I was doing something wrong. I was rolling like four D6s. Yeah, that's right. Early on. And that is apparently a- The okay. game is
1: limited, so you can't stack beyond four D6.
2: But you can get up to four. But you four. can get up to four. Because, yeah. F- yeah, there were times where like, I don't know, I've not actually like, I've not role played very often. Sure. Like I've spent more time in the DM <laughs> kind of kind of chair. Um, And it was this weird thing where like everything, everything I did with Long Night, I was trying to find stuff which I thought would be I guess entertaining or cool. Yeah. Cool, cool is perhaps a word, but in a story perspective. Yeah. And there were times when I felt, I'm basically just trying to be Batman here. Like, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> it, it's, I'm like, I've got to rein this in a little bit because I'm, by the grace of God, I'm rolling very well. Mm. And so I'm getting to do all this kind of badass stuff. Although, that
1: said, with all of that, you did roll badly enough in the forest to nearly alert all of the half shadows. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when location. it all went wrong following that. we did actually. Yeah. Like that was my moment of like sort of uh, what's the word justification I guess that I vengeance. am playing you can this right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like despite all of your buffs you still nearly screwed it all up so I was right to not change the thresholds in my mind because you came under what I had decided was the stealth threshold for that and yeah you had four d six and the threshold was something like eight. So the likelihood of you doing it was so high, and you still screwed it up. So, like, I God, think,
2: yeah. I'd like to think that when I got stabbed, <laughs> scab- i like to think of when I got stabbed in the leg at the lake, mm-hmm. that's when it all went wrong for long night. <laughs> yeah. At the of the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. I- in, in in sort of vague relation to what you were saying, John, um, I really liked the kind of enchantment
4: uh, mechanism. Where objects could be given mm. a strength and then that strength yes. could be passed around. That was one of my powers as yeah. well was, um, magic of the rhino. Yeah. You, can en- you can enchant yeah.
1: things, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had a whole thing that was going, that I ended up getting taken out unfortunately, but it was going to be you were going to meet a sort of hermit in a tent and he was going to be able to help you enchant things. Mm-hmm. And then you could instill a second or oh, another strength into an object. Um, and this idea was it's almost going to be a side quest thing, so you could sort of go off after you talk to him, find something, bring it back to his tent and he'd enchant it for you. But it sort of took me away in a weird, like you wouldn't do it because it was night everywhere yeah. and you had one specific t- Why would you go off the beaten track yeah, for yeah. that? It didn't make any sense to me. So I kind of wrote it out. But yes, I, I really like that system. Yeah. And there's a weird system where you, you have to give up health points um, temporarily to enchant things. Mm-hmm. So it hurts you a bit to enchant. But if you want to enchant it to double strength or something like that, you take the life points off permanently and your total hp goes down when you do it which wow. is really cool it's like a, you have to really
2: like give something up so fang did did fang lose health when you No, because
1: i you found it i you found the bear necklace didn't you no no the, no, the, um, the, the nightclub, nightclub. So, oh that was moon oil
4: yes so i created a moon oil uh which is a potion and then rubbed that into right the that wasn't an wood. enchantment
1: of a strength mm.
2: i love nightclub yeah. <laughs> Night, nightclub <laughs> was amazing, nightclub yeah. was, was amazing. <laughs>
3: I have to say, I mean that's one thing. Like, I know I was saying I didn't feel I got to, I didn't feel my weakness came into play much. But kind of way I decided it would work in my head was basically that she'd be really sensitive to sunlight and like exposure, mm. and then it was immediately night the entire game. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry about that. But, yeah. I
3: imagined you almost kind
4: of. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like anemic
3: yeah basically yeah. I thought I would just be like I wouldn't be able to stand being out on the planes too long like I'd have to be careful about staying covered up or yeah. finding shelter regularly that was or a I'd really good idea down. But and I then it was
1: night I'd already decided yeah. we're going to have
2: a game of eternal night so. and, well, I mean, and, I, and I pictured long night as being disfigured yeah. like actually having a like a scar down one side of his yeah. face uh, but then we, you
3: never had to interact with
2: anybody then we never interacted else. with anyone. <laughs> yeah. I kind of imagine, no. I definitely pictured Long Night as being a lot surlier than he ultimately, mm. I mean, he was grumpy. No, I think but he, like, yeah, I think he, you
1: played that quite well. Like, I think he was sort of kind of sarcastic and cynical all the way through the, the adventure, but he warmed to y- y- the other two quite nicely, I think.
2: Can I just say, like, how much I actually came to enjoy all our characters? Yeah, Like, they I were really great. loved our little posse. Yeah. You, you played them so well I basically
1: well. wanted
3: to play exactly the opposite of Rituar. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. much as possible. She I was wanted, quite bright and cheery. I wanted someone brain. who would actually talk to people all the time, whether they wanted to or not. And,
1: <laughs> yeah, and thanks for that, by the way. Wouldn't,
3: wouldn't be even slightly capable of stabbing someone.
1: Like, I think <laughs> all of you, on more than one occasion, did something truly surprising to me that I had no planning for whatsoever, but pushed the story into such awesome, like... Brilliant new directions that were really, really interesting. What were they? Well I know well, well, egos. White <laughs> bird talking to the procession of spirits when you got to the centre of the valley. See, like, I thought
3: you'd set that up for me. No. Because mm-hmm. you the whole right from the very first time. I like did trance you were like there's a river mm. and then we went to the river and I'm like well obviously <laughs> yeah
1: well that was obvious for you it really wasn't for me and I was like I've no idea what she's going to say we'll find out but then you know you made your intentions clear that you wanted to talk to a bear man and I was like oh, okay I can, I can give you something here and mm. that was quite cool I
4: remember that being a really good moment
1: yeah. I enjoyed that um, although um, Fang this was maybe a mistake oh, oh I, my part yeah when okay. you said Xanok to the Blacks <laughs> <laughs> changed the whole campaign for me because the whole idea was you were going to get to the top uh, where the uh, Frosted Ibex tribe was and there were going to be loads of Half Shadows up there I, I saved us yeah. <laughs> like,
4: I freaking saved the day because <laughs> that was like
2: the revelation because we were like pussyfooting around it up there yeah. saying well, there might be more <laughs> people brilliant. and I think Voice of God had to actually say <laughs> yeah, no, no 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 wait <laughs> they all went down that to the forest an and it, it was literally did. like um, wait that was
1: everyone <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everyone
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: bloody yeah. hell like you know <laughs> exploit like uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was amazing. They left yeah. one dude chipping away at the uh, at the nightstone at the oh tier. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be basically. I thought that it was going to, yeah, like basically just move that event to a different time. Uh, but then you end up sneaking past them in the forest, obviously, mm-hmm. and which we, you were going to have to do when you got to the top, and you were going to have to sneak past them up there. But I was going to have all these ideas of you sneaking past individual tents and hiding behind rubble and stuff like that. Was it was what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the same thing. We just moved that. That battle, if you can mm. call it that, downstairs. Yeah. A little bit. Fang knew what she was doing. Well, yeah, it, was sure. it was definitely a mistake. It was definitely a mistake. But um, but I like that. And long night. What did you do? Um, oh,
4: well, so my one is the mistake.
1: It's not one. You did True. loads of really cool stuff. <laughs> um, name, name another. Oh, okay. No, I can name another. I can name another. When you were fighting the two half shadows in the spirit forest, mm-hmm. and you said um, Thunderheart to one of them. Oh because yeah. You, yeah, that was—you wondered if they knew. Who that was, was. badass, and that yeah. was a really cool idea because they would have known. Yeah, and so it made him hesitate, and then I believe Long Night just smashed.
4: That's true. I did. I did quite. I was quite happy with myself that. Was doing that was a really because, cool um, idea. As you attest, Nick, I'm really bad at keeping track of stories and character names and details. Yes. Oh, you forgot, <laughs> I I back, of, The back online. of your character sheet is absolutely full of pencil scratching. Yeah,
3: yeah and, you made a lot. And of I've, I've got like nothing. I tried. I tried to map the underground, by the way. Oh! <laughs> cool. I hadn't even mapped as we, that, as so we, we were cool. making <laughs> turns. <laughs> I was like, this might be important. Oh, I didn't <laughs> you
2: I, I, I just went like dancing claw and like underlined yeah. it like three <laughs> times. <laughs> like, yeah, that was another thing. Yeah,
1: like you jumping on that. That was meant to. That was a bit of like flavor I put in. I was expecting you to really jump on like him as a concept so uh yeah uh one thing long night did that i thought was totally off the reservation but really cool was when you encircled Whitebird's wound with paint in an mm. attempt to hold it in ah. place that was really cool there's no mechanics for that there was no story for that there was no rules for that but i liked it so it worked <laughs> thank for, you for a while it was you know not rubbed off
2: i thought um one of like well two of my favorite moments i mean Obviously, it was a short campaign. But there weren't yeah. that many kind of big moments. But like, one of the coolest bits for me was literally the opening bit when we all just walked to the um, the burial ground. Mm. Oh yeah, because it was so, it was such a weird thing. Like it was it's not like a lot happened. No. <laughs> we didn't yeah, actually. Was. Yeah, we didn't actually know what the big threat was going to be. No. or anything. And I thought it was actually just a really nice character building opportunity. Like even like the stupidness of just getting a dead body across <laughs> across that little ravine. <laughs> this little
1: old lady. And then
2: like you know the way we all work together at the top and having like the trance and uh, the face paint and building like a pyre and all that. Mm. Like it just it worked really well. Oh, kind I'm of. Glad and then like the fight in the spirit forest was
1: really cool that was definitely one of the yeah. biggest highlights for me like yeah. I had this amazing vision in my head I don't know if you had this as well of a very Mononoke style yeah. Yeah. Yes. forest yeah. 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 You, but but then also like every the, the way we used the space or everyone used the space you know and, and how the battle was going down and how there was one guy restricted by holding the stone underwater but how White Bird was fighting back by turning the water gold there was so much cool stuff going on all the way through that battle everyone had such a big part to play mm. it was great it was really good
2: um, Nick you, you'll appreciate this reference uh, in the authority the mm-hmm. comic yeah. you know uh, jack hawksmore yes um is a character in a comic it doesn't the, the specifics are irrelevant but uh, <laughs> um whenever there's a big fight it like like the team's getting ready it's like oh let's let's all rally he always just runs in like 90 degrees to where the action is and i basically just wanted that to be long night <laughs> it's not that he's running away he's <laughs> around he, yeah he just runs into like a weird scenario where he can then get like a new angle on the attack or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's such a good point. Yeah. So that was
2: like when we got to the edge of the spirit forest and we saw our first big mm-hmm. zombie black tree, man. tree mm-hmm. man. Uh I just went full stealth and like ran into the wood. Yes I and remember, it was the yeah. same with the lake. I was like I'm gonna go the other way around. And I think I got a spear in the leg for my trouble. But <laughs> like it was You did. It was
1: a lot of fun. But it was it was effective in the end because it split them up. One had to go to the perimeter to meet you and yeah that was good. So did we ever you talked
2: about what we did well. Was there ever like a bit where you were just like screaming internally because it was like, why can't we
1: get this? Like um, we- I did when you said that <laughs> up to the... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> That's such an obvious thing to not do. <laughs> but it did create a cool situation. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think. Was there, was there a time that you just weren't getting something? I don't think there was. When we were I-
3: try- when we were debating whether to eat the
1: elk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was a
1: bit concerned about that, but I didn't have huge huge plans for it. I think I would have come up with huge plans if you had done that and, and, and a, in a way that there would have been consequences to that, but um I wasn't too, I didn't think you'd actually eat it. I didn't think you'd actually eat can, it.
2: Can, can I ask, can I ask a question about something yeah. that's been keeping me awake at night? Oh,
1: okay, definitely, yeah.
2: When we finally made it into the cave system at the end mm. and Was it Ali? Had Mm. you had your amazing cave navigating skills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we took all the right turns. Yeah,
4: I've been wondering what was in the wrong turn. We
2: took all those right turns, Mm -hmm. uh, the correct turns, not the right. I think because most of them were correct. Yeah, (laughs) and then we got to that one junction. Oh yeah, and it was like long night. You hear something. Yeah. And I was like, well, but we know that Ali scored like 12 on that <laughs> roll. So we know we're going the right way. Yeah. So, but you hear something. So then we all shuffle back. And there's just a guy, <laughs> a creepy guy just standing in that cave. Mm. And we all decide not to go in. Mm. But you as the stone master told me I heard something.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, what did I miss? Or mm-hmm. what did we? You didn't miss anything. Basically, you rolled really well, I think, on your, your listening test. And I'd wanted to give you something at that point, And there wasn't anything to give right. <laughs> um, And th- that you're at that point where if you hadn't rolled uh, Fang, if you hadn't rolled so well as to know which way to go, mm. you would have had to make a random decision. You'd have walked into that room and you'd have potentially triggered a surprise attack from him. Uh, so he- I knew he was there. I knew he was waiting for you. And then you rolled this amazing perception. And I was like, well, c- you kind of hear something then. But the reason I went along with this, despite the fact that it was a huge distraction for you and I started to realise, as I'd said it, that that you were now going to be kind of stuck with what to do, I still kind of liked it because you had to make a decision. And if that had actually happened, you would have had to have actually made that decision. Mm. Do we just leave him there, despite the fact we know he's a threat, but he doesn't know we're here yet? It actually became, in my head... Quite interesting to see what you were going to do, so I kind of let it happen. Yeah, but um,
4: Had you mapped out what the other rooms or yes, the other ways were? 100%. Yeah. Did we miss any treasures?
1: No, no treasures. Good. No. Yeah. Uh, I think there was um, No, there was an, another mural, oh. which oh. would have given you a bit of flavour, really, more than anything. Uh, one of the rooms had um, a, a floor that sort of dropped away almost immediately, and unless you had passed reflex tests, you would have fallen in, and then you'd mm. have to get whoever fell in out, which had been a whole thing. Another room had... I think it had some wildlife in it, if I remember rightly. Like some sort of... uh, No, it was was a load of bats Mm. We're going to come for you. Um, Probably scare you or maybe cut you as they went past, that sort of thing. That could
4: have been your Batman origin story for a long uh, night.
1: And then the third room was another half-shadow, which I really didn't want you to fight because fights take quite a while. (laughs) Why would you
4: put him there then? Well, because
1: there (laughs) had to be consequences for your stupid actions. (laughs) (laughs) I...
2: I must admit, I think there were a couple of moments where I feel like I maybe missed some of like the greater lore points. And I'm not saying you didn't explain it. I think I forgot about it. Oh, sure. Because okay. when we got to the big crater yeah. and the the big black scone and this one guy chipping at it, I was like, final boss. Like, <laughs> utterly, 100%, this guy's the final boss. Well, this is
1: This is something I really wanted to talk about because, like... Lucy completely nailed my whole timeline <laughs> which was really good.
3: Yeah. Because... But well, that, just, that just shows that everything that happened in the world made sense. Yes. Like, so <laughs> but was I'm going to be
1: brutally honest here. I made that timeline as tight as I did because of you. <laughs> like, because I know how good Lucy is for like detail and like analytical sort of understanding of everything and putting things together. And I was like this needs to be concrete, like it 100%. It is literally my job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's really cool. It's, yeah. it's really awesome. And it led so much credence to everything I'd done and it justified all of my work because you were like, it can't... You, you managed to work out because of the timeline of where the bear man was down the valley that the tear must have fallen at least two days ago because you knew how long it took to come yeah. down from there. And I thought of all of this stuff. And you... You you got it all, and it was so so satisfying for me as a DM for you to like understand exactly how everything went down. And as a result, you knew that that wouldn't be the end, boss, because it couldn't be because of something of else must something have happened. else must have happened yeah. after it. Can you talk
2: me through it then, like an idiot?
1: <laughs> well, it's it's quite simple, John. Yeah, please yeah. help <laughs> please help help me out, help me out here. Yeah. The TFL.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Some of the frosted ibex went to investigate it. Yes. Uh, they got infected. Yes. Um, some of them uh wandered off. Uh, into the caves because their their goal Zanox's goal was to infect she who controls day and night right. so he knew that if he sent the tear there or as near as he could to there they would go in and infect her and then make it eternal night give him the rule over the dominion um, at the same time some of them headed out in order to infect others and to just spread the general awfulness that is Zanok. And so it took a day or so for the infection to reach she who controls day and night at which point night fell permanently. At that point there were already bear men out and about who were
2: infected. right. I I think I had carp for the horse. I think I, I think I got into my head that like she who controls day and night had been infected first. Which had caused the stone to fall. I think I just—it's oh, right, 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 right. not that you hadn't ex- settled this up. I just no. kind of glazed over a couple of points. But in this my is head. why yeah. the insight
1: thing is so important, mm. you know, because it, your character in the situation would kind of have a better handle on this than as a player, you're trying to sort of both play the game and understand the game. And it's like you say, Ali, when you're playing video games, you sometimes don't pick up the whole story because you're focusing on playing.
0: Yes, yeah, it's a lot and, to take in.
1: Yeah, I think that's why insight is such a powerful thing because I can sometimes just make things a bit clearer. Which your character would probably know, but now mm. you do, and, mm. then it, and then it affects how the decisions you make going forward go. Yeah, but um,
4: yeah. It's the funny thing about RPGs, isn't it? Because our characters weren't born the day that we started the exactly. game. Exactly. They would know some things about the world, world. but we history. don't
1: know what they know, yeah. so we always no. have to say to you, "Well, do I do know I that? that?" Yeah, I find in a lot of RPGs, I'm asking the DM that. Does my character know that? Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, they do." I was like, "Oh, cool. Okay." <laughs> 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 <I didn't. laughs> So how many sun
2: scones we we found two didn't we mm. we yeah. got given one by old Iraq gave one. Iraq. yeah and yeah.
4: then we found one in a tent in the yeah. Yeah. yes which was, was the
2: Sharm- tent. tribe So the bear men had one as well. Yeah, their
1: shaman had one.
2: Which he perhaps used unsuccessfully to fight the infection.
1: Yes, I think I hadn't really put a huge amount of thought into that. But my idea was basically that they were not a shaman of such powerful conviction as maybe Whiteburn Mm -hmm. and Wandering Mist. And they instead were scared, Mm -hmm. but they knew enough to hide the sunstone. Mm -hmm. So they buried it in the bottom of their tent as all hell was breaking loose in their camp. That was Mm -hmm. my thought, basically. Um, So, yeah. Mm. I, I figured the, the the there were other places actually that you could have got sunstones from. Um, and they were they were gonna be a kind of boon from Zazaroon. Like it was you know, if you did particularly well in things like Zazaboon Boon, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't yeah. <laughs> I, 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 wanted to, I really would have liked to have ended up at the point where all three of you had one kind of mm-hmm. and you were like these warriors of light joining in we you all could you have just ran around with the my head yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was not something I was expecting <laughs> to, be, to become a light unicorn so, add that
4: as a as a strength to a character like a fashion yeah. forward you know so where did
1: you yeah. have those locations set up they yeah. weren't going to be locations it was going to be spirit uh, ah. kind of thing. so it was going to be successful trances or if you had prayed to the totem at the giant's tooth tribe, and oh. you'd rolled critical there, you would have got one then as well. Right, right. Yeah. Oh.
0: Mm. I had wow. to have things Next prepared time. for
1: critical rolls because if those had surprised me, I've got to come up with an amazing reward. Mm. But like, if I, I, can't, I could, break the game with too good a reward. You see what I mean? So yeah. I was always prepared for like critical successes, just in case. But most mm. of the time, you didn't get them. You rarely <laughs> got critical
4: successes. Oh my honest. gosh, this sounds exhausting being a DM. It's really
1: fun. It's yeah. really, really you know, fun. You're
4: having to think about a hundred different outcomes. Well, not. it's not
3: that many, really. So, I mean, I've not DM'd often in the past, but I feel like if you have a solid idea of the, the rules of the world, yeah. then things can only happen within those... Rules exactly so it's like, how would the real world actually react to somebody trying to do that?
2: Mm. The things that caused me panic when I was (laughs) DMing, and (laughs) I think kind of like it's the same as like because this is a new system for you, and there's a couple of times where it was like, oh "Oh crap, I don't don't have a rules to that, Yeah, 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 like for us, it's like we don't know the rules because we haven't written them yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, or, and for you, it's like, oh, I've got to look something up. So yeah. that was like a panic, like not having the framework to fall back on. Sure. Like if you knew it inside and out, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course. Just like, you know, roll something. I don't know.
1: And this actually brings me on to an a... An orange. Really... <laughs> roll an orange. <laughs> um, Stem. Damn it. <laughs> it's really good. Like RPGs in general, I, I've backed a few on Kickstarter and one of them came through recently, which is a mech warrior combat. RPG. It looks amazing. It's called Lancer, I believe. You should look it oh. up. It looks um, but it's a four hundred page source book, mm. right? Mm. And I'm like, let's say I wanted to play this with you guys. Let's say on this podcast <laughs> we play Lancer, right? How? Yeah. Because I could read that book, and it could take me six months reading a bit every night as I go to bed. Taking notes. Taking like memorizing notes. Memorizing it. And, and by the end, I got to the end, I'd have forgotten all the stuff at the beginning. <laughs> so that's already a, one problem in itself. But then I've somehow got to teach you this game, which has three million different rules for like different kinds of mech-covered combat, fire around a corner. You know, like that. We had this trouble <coughs> enough with Worm. I had to photocopy pages of Worm to give to you guys so that you kind of had your mini source books so yeah. that you can mm. learn the basics of yeah because we
4: with. need to know what we can do like what are our actions yeah because we may never have thought that we could you know go to why I wrote trance that combat or become camouflaged yeah
1: um, and it's like D&D got around this by being D&D and being so huge that the yeah. idea is everyone has a player handbook who wants to play D&D and that's just fine but worm when it, when it's not d d if you see what I mean mm. like now I'm asking you all to buy a hardback book for thirty five yeah. quid you know and I
4: suppose that also is a benefit of having classes is that you don't have to know all the rules no. you just no. know yeah. the rules for your yeah, class that's so like, true. and again back to the apocalypse
3: because I've been reading an apocalypse system based uh, uh, book source book with the idea of maybe playing it in a bit yeah yeah um and they have playbooks like right. right? Re- regardless of what the plugin you are using for the apocalypse system.
1: Is that much thinner and smaller? Yeah.
3: So basically, if I want, when I give you your character sheets, what I will give you is a sheet of A4 that you can fold into a little pamphlet, (gasps) and that will take your character the whole way through your entire. Really cool. And you just get to tick things off. Like basically, as your character advances, you tick things off, or you fill in extra bits on the page and everything. Yes, this is. Um, And that's all you get as players, whereas I get this massive thick book that. But it's enough. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, but mm. I can look up all the rules and you just get what you know that you need for yeah, your character. That's really good. And it's, yeah. it's
2: weird, like the more and more I learn, the more I'm kind of drawn to these slightly rules light yes, kind of Because with D with D and D, if mm-hmm. you really want to play it, seriously, you're gonna need what? The DM guide, yeah. the players manual, the and the Man- monster manual. manual. Yeah. Plus Whereas any
3: plugins that you want to play for different yeah. environments. Mm.
2: Whereas like the way I see it, like really what you should have is like... I've a set of polyhedrals each as well. A set of polyhedrals, yeah, <laughs> but maybe like a really slim line book, yeah. which yeah. is the rules. Like a 10-page like, little yeah. pamphlet Oh, book. it doesn't take much to actually play. And then the Monster Manual. Yeah. Like, because yeah. they're yeah. like the resources you need. And like, the DM could
1: have as much or as little more than that as they want. Yeah. You know, they could have maps, they could have settings, they could have missions, they could have mm. modules, all that stuff, if they want, or they can make up something of their own. But I think you're totally right. There should be these little almost mini source books that come within a big source book that you can pass out to everyone. And it mm-hmm. sounds like Apocalypse does, Apocalypse it, does it by
3: downloads. So basically when you buy the book, it has a yeah, like see, a code in it and I could just good. go to the website and download. And I, obviously I can't download the rules from that website. So even no. if I knew that website but didn't have the source book, right. I don't get all the rules from it. But I can just download. I can download character sheets for my, you know, my NPCs and my... Uh, threats of my yeah. villains and stuff that's as well. Good. well <laughs> that's
2: like, good. I can understand kind of like the different approaches and like D and D is an outlier because it's existed so long. Mm-hmm. Like for them, it's like and it, it comes
3: from an era before people had lots of stuff in their lives as well. Like, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. It,
3: it, it's kind of it's from that era where people literally did spend whole weekends and whole evenings sitting around a table mm-hmm. doing not much. <laughs> but,
2: but also like now, like if 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 we're in a D and D scenario and someone goes like. Oh, what blood type is a is a goblin?
0: Yeah,
2: I can literally <laughs> open the book and find that information. <laughs> yeah. like brown.
1: Well, not, not even that. You can just Google it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you oh, well, Google be, that's sensible, D D five D- e and then ask any question you want, and it's out there. But that's
2: why the source book is
1: massive. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's yeah.
2: like how much does a spear weigh? Yeah, like it's it brown and The, the, ma- the like amount a- of
3: the D and D five source book that is spells and items. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I really liked about Worm was how thin it was on items yes it's like yeah. there's basically like six weapons that you could possibly yeah I gave have. you the whole
1: weapon chart yeah and, and uh, yeah there's about I think there's about 15 in total yeah. that's <laughs> it and some of them are sort of off limits to you because they were like fire hardened things or ivory lances mm-hmm. and things like that and you have to go get the equipment for those Um, but yeah yeah exactly yeah you're right rules light is kind of more ex- I feel like less rules means more flexibility in the yeah. Flight, yeah. yeah
3: doesn't it yeah definitely and so, obviously that was always the intention for first flight anyway mm. so. yeah
1: exactly
4: yeah so is there anything that we might want to take from what, um, and apply to first flight or take inspiration I'm, from?
0: I'm Good
3: fascinated point. by the strength system. Yes. Um, Because we were kind of working with the idea that you pick your race and your class and your role on the ship. Yep. And that unlocks like, level up your, your trees for yeah. you that you yeah. can slot things in whenever you level up. And I feel like we've almost arrived at kind of the same thing there. But yeah. we're having to kind of come up with actual gameplay rules for those things. Like, I mean, I think the last one for two I took was Mushroom Farmer. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I'm, I, I, don't think there's like, that. That's kind of similar. It's like I can now grow mushrooms in my apartment, which means that I can maybe make potions from it. I can maybe make health. Well,
2: in in a, in a, in and, a weird hmm. way, um, I've learned something from Long Nights, um, painting when it comes to your mushroom farm. Oh right, because <laughs> I'm working on, I've, I'm working on the. Obviously, the next campaign you'll be yeah. playing, and I'm like, well, now you all have an additional power right. which you didn't have in the last campaign, mm-hmm. and Lucy, of course, you now have mushroom farmer <laughs> so i'm i'm saying I'm like, okay, well, at this point, much like Long Knight only had two types of paint he could mm-hmm. put on. I'm ah. saying for the time being, you're only going to have two types of." Okay. Source or potion you can make okay. from your mushrooms. <laughs> <Source cam. Source. laughs> yeah. And we'll see how that works. But then,
3: yeah, no, that's we'll I, feel, I feel like the kind of maybe the vagueness of the strengths and weaknesses it wasn't as limiting as I thought. But maybe and maybe that's a good thing to take with us to put yeah. into our own leveling system. Yeah.
0: It's
3: keeping them a bit more vague. And yeah. Not not locking them down so much to actual mm. numbers. And yeah.
0: Like
2: I re- I really like. Ra- I don't want to get into a situation where. We have to write a monster manual as big as yeah. the D anD D monster manual to cover every creature. Like one thing I'm trying to do now in preparation for this next campaign is have more archetypal oh, that's a good stacks, idea. Yeah. for be it small monster, big monster, gigantic monster, which will which can just be skinned for any mm-hmm. person. So yeah. I don't want to have to come up with stats for goblin number five. Yeah, it could just be like you open a door and oh shit, there's a there's a purple headed spider thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, and then I'll just have some generic stats. And then, as you were saying, Lucy, like the kind of the more flavoury story kind of thing. Like if then I say that that spider has hypnotic eyes. <laughs> we'll just come up with some crap yeah, like on yeah. the spot. Like, I yeah. mean, I think
1: that's a really good point because I think, I think you can overthink monsters big time. Like, I didn't have many in the worm campaign, but really their points of difference came from, like, one or two things they could do. So, like, for example, you'd meet half shadows and some of them could do fog form where they sort of moved and disappeared, kind of, and became transient and mm-hmm. then others didn't. And that would mean you didn't necessarily know that they all could or couldn't do that, but some of them could and some of them couldn't because it was almost like I considered it an advanced ability that some of them had. And so there could be in a battle, oh, the one that keeps turning to fog and the one that is doing, you know, and you can build it with story instead. So there was the one who had his hand in the water the whole time. So it's like, we don't need to have all of these different stats that create all these tiny little microscopic differences. Instead, you were fighting two Half Shadows who were basically identical, except one had his hand in the water the whole time and one was constantly turning into fog. And that was it. That was really all that there was that set them apart from the standard template I had for Half Shadows. Yeah. So it came from the scenario rather than the stats yeah. mm-hmm. that worked quite well. I
3: yeah. think I think that's a good way to take it. I mm. think we can get. It's very easy, particularly when, like those of us around the table, are, you are very kind of detail focused and numbers focused, and like the rules help control the fun. <laughs> 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 it can be. I think maybe we need to go further towards the sort of more loosey-goosey, let it yeah, let um, it ride kind mm. of approach to the whole
0: thing.
1: And I do like this archetypes idea. I think yeah. that's really strong because it means if we suddenly if we suddenly need to face something and you're not prepared for it, it's like, oh, um, it, you're in a cave, so I guess a big bat, that'd be cool. You can just go for medium or large monster mm-hmm. yeah. and come up with one thing. Maybe he's got poison yeah. and that's it.
2: And then go. Or, e- or even like, because um, one thing, it would be cool if extraverse or, or the cuckoos, whatever, became... Was the idea that people could just plug in? They could play at a home and plug in their own OCs, their own characters, their yes. own thing. Totally, yeah. And then yeah. when you think about it, like whether you're making Cyclops from the X Men <laughs> or a wizard, an energy blast is pretty much the same, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. across all of these. things. And actually, that's a really
1: good point because, like, yeah. the D and D that we play in our group, Ali... Um, we, we, we use a lot of these sort of standard cookie-cutter spells from the manual, but we all give them our unique flavour. So, mm. for example, one of the guys in our group is a warlock, and he can do Eldritch Blast, which is like the most standard warlock, and, yeah, it is just a warlock mm. attack. And it's described, there's, there's a description of, of like a lightning blast from the hand or something, but because his, his, patron, um, his is... patron is a sort of Kraken-like uh, Eldritch being, his Eldritch Blast is a tentacle. And it's like, he's he's just decided is still that the same. it looks like that. So mm, he's reskinned yeah. it. It's still Eldritch Blast. And the rules are still the, the Eldritch Blast rules. But he's made it his own because mm. his character is of that inclination. I and I think that that's really interesting. <laughs> <Ball>. <laughs> yeah. yes. Yes. yes, oddly enough. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, you see. It's as simple as re So So it's, it's almost like what we need to build with the game are these sort of like unskinned shapes mm. of things. And then people put their own yeah. spin on
3: them. And there are, there are games out there that do that. That's what the apocalypse system is. Another sure. one is Cypher. There was GURPS back in the oh, yeah, 90s, which uh, is basically if you took D&D and stripped all the D&D stuff away from it.
1: It's general-use role-playing <laughs> yeah. system, So
3: it's, a, it? it's the D20 like probability system mm. without any flavour mm. whatsoever. So, so it's you like can put whatever
4: you want. Do you remember Dunny? Yeah, it's like those, a Dunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like white like bunny-like oh, figurines yes. and you have to decorate it yourself. Your own right. So yeah, yeah, Dunny rules. That's but what I, think,
1: I think we're somewhere between GURPS <laughs> and D&D.
4: Yeah, GURPS source
3: book sourcebook was still, like, novel Huge. length. It was still enormous. <laughs> so I think
1: the two things we want to achieve is that there needs to be something that makes the first flight system unique mm-hmm. and, and that you're playing somewhere else, not just playing D&D with space added to it or the extroverse added to it.
2: I think the dice system we currently have
1: that seems to be working for really like better it. or for worse is is
2: different and
1: i don't
3: I, I keep wondering whether eight stats is too many but we do mm. kind of use them all. We do. Apart from maybe inspiration, which, which we're going to try gonna and play. rework. Yes, <laughs> like. and obviously
2: there's some you haven't used yet.
3: Also, my, car- my character in particular, like Rituar it. is basically a burly dude who knows a load of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so there's not much use in mm. trying any of the other stats.
2: Well, my, that's true. <laughs> the one thing that's kind of encouraging is my worry was that by the time you divide, I think whether it was 20 or whatever, mm-hmm. then you have a set of dice and you divide them among eight stats. Yeah. By the time you do that, I was like, there's actually very little variation that you could have.
4: Yeah, I was thinking this as well, yeah. because uh, some of the rolls we might, if we were quite strong in a in a certain area, we might be rolling five or six die. Um, but I think because they're all effectively D3, aren't they? Yeah. They yeah. all have two blank yeah. sides, two ones, one's and two, two twos. twos. I think you get less variation rolling six D threes than you do if you rolled three D sixes. Yes. 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 You would. So I wonder... and I kind
3: of I, I tried to do that deliberately to make mm. basically make it easy to count. Yeah. Okay. As again, I was aiming again. Like, I think as I've said multiple times before, my original idea with First Flight was to make it so that someone who was dyslexic or dyscalculic mm. or had mm. issues with kind of the cognitive load that comes with a lot of RPGs mm. could pick one. it up and play it. Sure. And a big part of that often is needing to know your six times table yeah. Yeah. To, to play the game. <laughs> sure. But
4: at the same time, yes, the, it, it is it actually... It all ends up kind of going towards the average, yes. doesn't it? You know, if I you're mean, rolling 63s, like you'll probably roll,
0: roll with, yeah.
2: seven. <laughs> so what, so what, what do you think, Ali? Is that like a...
4: Well, if we played with D6s instead uh, of yeah, D3s. Yeah, or if we wanted to be a bit different, maybe D8s or D10s. Mm. Really makes it um, up. Yeah, just sort of choose... Yeah, I, I just wonder whether you would get more variation in the outcomes.
2: I guess because we're doing the differential thing, aren't we? So it's yeah. kind of like you roll and then the other person rolls and it's not the numerical difference. Well, it's it's like it's how different yeah. are the rolls. Yeah, so roles. if I got so a nine and apart, they got a ten, it's, it's not that we
4: both do really well, it's that the difference is one. Yeah. And so yeah. the one... Sort of it's determines to the what
1: the outcome is. Yeah, because maybe outcome,
4: I hit really hard and it's really epic, really and really then, yeah, and then something really cool happens. I wonder if we didn't,
2: if we didn't, if for whatever reason we did away with the um, the D three mm-hmm. weird little thing we have. Yeah. Um, I, I maybe wouldn't want to go too high mm-hmm. because if, if if the end state is you're only trying to get a difference between two numbers, they could be big numbers or small numbers. The mm-hmm. differences you could go to D four. I was wondering if D four, yeah. just because theoretically D four might be It's
1: just a single step, but it obviously. But um, there's no zero anymore. Well, that's, that's the thing. True. Like, do,
2: do you do you need the zero? I guess
1: my idea was it would always
3: be possible for you to roll zero. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I guess like it's weird because in like D and D and a lot of other systems, rolling a one. Is, yes. effectively is effectively a zero. zero. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, one thing that was kind of encouraging about um, Worm was you only ever rolled two die.
4: Yes. Mm. Uh,
2: and and it wasn't like, a, you know, I know your score could vary from like mm. two to 12. Yeah. But it wasn't like, even though regardless of the scenario, you're only rolling two, yeah. you still got a lot of different outcomes. And I was like, well, even if, you know, we are... In in cuckoos, you're only rolling two for like every stat. Mm. It's still there's still a bit of variation. Yeah, but yeah, like I would be open to trying new mm-hmm. dice okay. down down the line yeah. to see what. Because yeah. I just
4: feel like the quantity that we're rolling in, it all averages out. You know, as yeah, I, I mean, say, three d three six d threes would give you an average of six and i think quite often if we were to keep rolling 63s over and over again you get I do 5 have, 6 or 7 yeah. most of the time somewhere
3: i do have the like little probability squares that i worked out which mm. i help which helped me work out what the difficulty thresholds had, should be so, Oh, that's cool, so yeah. when i gave those to john i was like it is most likely that you will get like if i made a completely vanilla character who has like a 2 or a 3 in every stat mm. you will get this is the the middle so yeah. it's yeah. like here is uh, anything easy anything lower than this is easy anything higher than this is hard sure Um, I'd be, and if it's like if you've got obviously if you've got a character with a stat of three, then anything above a six is impossible for them to get. Yeah, Um, so it's like
2: (laughs) I guess it's interesting that the uh, one of the biggest downsides I can see to having the d three system. I actually like it because it's unique. I like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, I the 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 tricky part is it'd be harder for people to play at home unless they have access to
3: d fours or blank blank, or blank dice.
2: So I would be maybe. Not immediately because I think the next campaign is all may, set. Maybe we can carry mm-hmm. along with the rules we got, but yeah, I would yeah. be—I would definitely be
1: open to trying oh, yeah. like D fours. Know maybe think, I think a D four system is quite exciting because yeah. I mean they're an interesting shape. I mean, they're little pyramids, yeah. yeah. and imagine—imagine <laughs> imagine needing ten or twenty D fours. Like <laughs> no game ever wants. It's kind of like no, the bastard. No one child ever of the wants family. to buy
4: that many D fours. No. I mean, <laughs>
2: you, there was um, there was um, a video we watched on YouTube where Tom Scott went to the. Uh, Royal History Museum. Oh, yes, and he was playing thing? the game of Earth. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. So was, yeah. yeah, And they And those ancient peoples <laughs> used a d4 system, <laughs> but it was a d4 with no numbers on it, mm-hmm. but two points on the triangle were painted white.
0: Oh, oh yeah. And,
2: and you rolled two of them. And your score was how many white points? up. So pointing it was essentially up. a D2.
3: Mm. It was flipping a dice. Yeah, but it it's was flipping a coin rather. Mm. But it's
2: basically like our blank mm-hmm. D3 system. Like it's you're using a dice, but not in like the, the way, way it's way, meant to be. Yeah, the yeah. Way it was yeah. yeah, that's true. I quite like it. And there's good? always like a fail state in a way.
0: Mm.
2: But I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. See, I want to hold a D four. I want to find D four, hold it, and just kind of consider it. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's okay. quite a few
4: in that bag that's directly in front there's of you. There's one right here
2: as there. There. well. Yeah. Let's get some ASMR going. We
4: could put aside uh, a few hours this coming we week are. to yeah. just stare at D fours. There he is. Like.
1: Oh, look, they're so. Give him a roll for the listeners.
4: Just be careful. Oh, made from precious oh. Stone. oh, that's
1: a two right in the middle, John.
4: Now here's a question. D4s. Do you like it when the number is on the top of the pointy, yes. or when it's on the bottom of the flat? Bit? I like yes. it on the top of the pointy. I like Me it on the two. top of the pointy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. I don't want to like. I, you know, I don't wanna get too <laughs> hyperbolic or you know offend anyone. But if you like it the other way, you're a godless monster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <like> it's... <laughs> yeah, you're not one to exaggerate. I'm just gonna roll it again. Do it. Oh,
1: it's a one. Yeah.
2: would. It would be interesting to look at some probabilities to see yeah, how yeah. that would affect it.
4: I mean, yeah. It would be fun to roll a whole handful of d4s. If you stood on them,
1: pretty pretty. If we dropped Ooh. them on the floor and then you stood yeah. on like ten d4s, yeah. oh boy!
4: Well, that's minus two to your HP. That's yeah. true. You're not yeah. walking away from that.
3: Many years ago, <laughs> some mates of mine got fed up with the d d magic system, which is still pretty horrible, in my opinion. But <laughs> it, this was specifically the 3.5 d d <laughs> magic mm-hmm. system.
1: Notoriously complex.
3: And um, we tried to replace it in, with an entirely elemental system based on the size of dice that you roll for each element. So you're,
0: oh,
3: oh. we ripped it off from a fantasy series, but the what idea was it? that your character would have like a skill in each element. So there were like five elements: ah, earth, air, fire, water, and like other
1: one. <laughs> Smooching. When you
3: when you wanted to like <laughs> when you wanted to like cast a spell, you had to make a case for which elements that spell was made up of. And oh, I how. like that. I
1: like that. And yeah, that's ba- good.
3: Basically, if you were better at an element, you'd use a higher dice.
1: Sure. Mm. So you
3: know you, you get yeah, protein. if you were kind of like remedial beginner with like fire, you'd only ever roll a deep four for fire so you had to
4: like try and use things that didn't have fire in would them. that be an interesting mechanic that you have a set set of seven polyhedrals and uh, for first fight you have seven skills and you decide which dice you're going to use for each skill and that is your character
0: wow
1: are
4: there seven different polyhedral dice? Yes. And let's yes. open the box Set again. Seven D four, D six, D eight, D ten, D twelve. d two. Yeah, oh, yeah. Two, two of them are D tens. So,
2: seven um, skills D100. is interesting because 100. we've been
1: struggling with the eighth one. The eighth one. Exactly. <laughs>
2: At yeah. the same time, eight does fit quite nicely with the Whole th- rules th- of the, the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It's not. Well, yeah. like,
3: you know, that one, I, I came up, 16-year-old me came up with that. It's <laughs> quite a bunch of other 16-year-old idiots in Cheltenham. <laughs> cool. I, I do
2: have to say, sorry, I just want to say, Ali, I think your idea is actually really cool. Yeah. I actually <laughs> think that's really interesting. Because mm.
4: um, the difference between a D4 and a D20 as well is huge. So it's a big decision to say, well, I'm going to be really shit at this and I'm going to be really good at that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, like um, I just don't want to throw the whole things out that we've been playing no, I know, for a while. I know. Or maybe yeah. for a different system. Yeah. But um, it's
2: like new I was, system, new system, no. cause <laughs> a new podcast. Because <laughs> you could play. Because it, it, it's really interesting to see the way the, the crazy things people are doing for different mm. systems. Like there's a horror RPG which is played with Jenga. Yes, I've heard what? about it. Yeah. Where yeah. every time you perform an action, you have to take a uh, any action, yeah. you have to take a, a brick out of a Jenga tower.
4: A terror block. Yeah. <laughs> and the
2: idea is that as... So you're exploring a haunted house or whatever, and as the game... Mm-hmm. Builds. The tension it builds. It sounds a bit
4: like uh, I mean, it's nothing like this, but it is also very much like this. Um, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Every time yeah. you get an omen, yeah, yeah. the chances yeah. Exactly. of... I mean, I totally daunting. ripped
3: the dice system off from Betrayal on the House of the Hill for first bite because <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, also that's got, got the whole. D3, yeah. Your stats uh, are how course. many dice you roll, and it's got ze- they've all got zeros mm, on them, of so course. you can utterly
1: fail. And I was yes. thinking
2: you could play. I, um, you could play uh, with a suit of cards, mm-hmm. so you could have thirteen Ooh. cards in front of you. And to overcome a challenge, you have to... Now, you can only do it 13 mm-hmm. times, but you you get to play one of those cards. Mm. And you know that an ace is going to be an automatic win. But
4: then you've used your ace.
2: Yeah, but then you've used your wow. ace. So do you save it for later? Yeah. That's
1: a really cool that idea as cool.
4: well. I do yeah. like
3: the uh, all these... Like, similar to... We were talking about Dadlands earlier. Dadlands, yeah. Yet yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, another... Yeah, We're all... Um, McElroy McElroy fans, fans, you know.
2: (laughs) We drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. But the
3: the mechanic for Dadlands, without going into too much detail, is that every action is law or chaos. Yes. And every dad has a bag with chips in, like poker chips. A bum bag. Yes, a bum bag. We're going to use the proper English term. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not
1: a baddie bag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a bum bag.
3: Um, And there are red and green chips for law and chaos. And when you do something... You say, I'm gonna do this, and then you get to pull something out of the bag, and if it's blind. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's chaos and you were making a chaos move, you succeed, and you get more chaos. Yeah. And if it's law and you were trying to make a chaos move, you fail, and you lose that token. So, so you so lose the token,
1: but you still do the action you... successfully. No. No. Oh right. No, you the fail action the action fails. as well. Yeah. Sure, fine, fine. Um,
3: and you set the difficulty level by saying how many tokens you have to pull to achieve oh. that thing. That's clever. Oh. And of course, like each dad, I guess, has a different level like a different combination of tokens in their bag. So it's like this dad has mm. more chaos in his bag. So he's heart... gonna try and do chaos actions to mm-hmm. <laughs> pull p supposed them out. It's and... a really
2: interesting how the probability will keep shifting. Because yeah. even if yeah. you succeed makes it harder to do the other thing the more you
3: have to try and do that kind of action in the future yeah
1: you'll become more and
4: more chaotic yeah
1: Yeah, so true (laughs) spiral downwards into chaos but I think yeah in in danger of just describing mechanics till cows come home which which, you know we could do (laughs) quite easily Um, I think the point is is that there's there's a myriad of different ways to potentially ostensibly achieve the same thing Mm -hmm. and I think that's potentially something that we don't close ourselves off to isn't it like Mm -hmm. I, I think you know playing Worm this is the first time we've played a different system while developing First mm. Flight with a specific reason of researching. And it's got us talking about these new yeah. ways of establishing, overcoming Definitely. challenges and yeah. checks.
4: Yeah.
1: And, you know, maybe it's not a question of honing what we already have, but potentially constantly radically changing what First Flight is in mm. an attempt to really nail down something that's truly, you know, keeping in mind, mm-hmm. Lucy, obviously what the whole brief was, which is rules light, easy access, but, you know, brand new mm. system.
4: So that um, playing card idea, is that unique to you? Is that from somewhere or have you just I come have up with like,
2: I, I have something in the back of my head where I feel it, it may have come from mm. something, but it may have actually just, been a, card. It may have just been a card game. Yeah, like It may have actually good. just been...
4: Well, if any of our listeners copy our ideas, we will yeah, come PMT, down PMT, on you PMT, like PMT, a PMT. ton of... These are all, <laughs> all, uh, these are all ours. Um, what
1: if... This is radical, but what if we tried different systems for different seasons of first flight? Oh my god. I mean not oh radically, god. not fully different like, but we changed major well, we, parts we of the We have to carrots. be open to that and tweaking, don't we? Yeah. Is, yeah. is that the point of this podcast? Is not necessarily to as quickly as we can complete an RPG system that yeah. works. But if anything, we constantly try different things. Yeah. With each season of first flight, you know, we 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 maybe worm has taught us to change how we do checks. Um, we don't do it for the next one, obviously, because you have already worked on it, but maybe season four.
2: Well, to be fair, we're already going into the next one having made some changes. True, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then we so, could reassess yeah. and... Uh, I think all, yeah. what we're
3: basically saying here is making an RPG is hard, Yeah. as it turns out, <laughs> um, and it takes a while, yeah. and lots of playtesting, and we're trying to record it and make it entertaining at the same time. Well, <laughs> that's the thing.
1: <laughs> or maybe, and, and maybe, it'll be fun, maybe there'll be fun to that, yeah. you know, like switching it up all the time. But maybe I guess also there's, there's no
2: such thing as a perfect system Um, in a weird way maybe we'll
4: never finish it in a way maybe we'll always just keep on tweaking and changing listeners out there we will of course be putting
3: the new source book up on Patreon when it's done Uh, pick the one you like (laughs) (laughs) just just, just find the one you like the most and then stop listening or don't stop (laughs) listening but stop downloading new source Stop books caring.
4: That yeah. find the
2: one you like the most I and mean, then spend the next 20 years silently silently resenting anyone who Picked signed to a later yeah. edition <laughs> basically or, yeah, spend
1: the next 20 years constantly improving and changing yeah. the source book you got of yeah. us because it's broken and then get in touch with us and uh, yeah. give it back to us yeah. well, wow. you know I mean DD works on editions yeah. and they change huge aspects about the mechanics every time a new edition yeah. comes out um, we could do the same you know we yeah. could have source book you know edition 2 and, and that works on one system and then we find huge success coming from another one and that's edition 3 you know it's I, th-
2: like... I think for the time being it's certainly just tweaking Sure, like because yeah. I think our mechanic is a perfectly functioning mechanic for sure. I think it just it could always be improved and mm-hmm. I think and certainly you know it's a lot of like the power ups it's the way the, some of the stats work because we've just thrown numbers into things to see what will stick yeah exactly Yeah, but yeah I think we can definitely you know, get what we've got more refined, get it to like a working stage. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm totally up for trying like a couple of new things. Cool. Mix about mix the dice about a bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm super excited to get into the
1: next... Yeah. The next campaign. So are we allowed,
0: are we allowed,
3: are we allowed any hints? Yeah, like what's going on?
1: Um, well, you did hint at the end of the last Yes, season, there was, course
4: sort of course, a cliffhanger of. ending at
2: the end. Yeah,
1: yeah well, I mean, uh, do you all,
2: remember, you all remember where it left off?
4: Well, I remember we were on the... Um,
2: we parked convoy. at the convoy.
4: Yes, yeah. yeah, so the convoy. And I remember that um, I went back to the ship and somebody hit me.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, so that yeah. was that was the big ending. So yeah. basically you and I, Ali. Because it turns out I don't um, have
3: any friends or home, so I just went back to <laughs> the ship. Hey, you spent yeah.
2: some time with Taciturn Philip. I did, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Taciturn <Tassiter, laughs> Philip, yeah, yeah. yeah. The salesman. Everyone's favourite. You all came dangerously close to having character moments. So it
1: was, it a lot of <laughs> personal well, you went to growth. That, we went it. to that cube guy sold oh, us yeah. cube, food.
4: <laughs> cube food. Yeah,
1: and we gave him like a high cube five, which was amazing. I'm um, but yeah, you
4: had... I you went back to my little home and I had that weird coffin... Sarcophagus, uh, sarcophagus. not a coffin. <laughs> Oh yeah, you had a vision <laughs> <coffin> quest. Yes, <laughs> and uh, went in there.
1: We sort of learned what Lynette is... What what you're doing? You're 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 sort of you check in on your home world mm. to make sure everything is still as bad as you think it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Using your crazy psychic powers. My
4: cat psychic cat powers. Yeah. Yes. The, the cat network.
2: You
1: attach yes. your mind to the cat network. You know
4: how all cats have a cat network. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: In that. real life, it's a hive yeah. mind. Yeah. So. And Capella went back to her apartment where her sister is in a sort of stasis pod. Can we remember her name? Uh nope nope. <laughs> no, it's, uh, ooh, it's just ooh, gone. Oh, Now's the chance to, to come it, up though? with a new one. Sure was it have?
2: threnody?
0: No, no, I don't
2: know, think it was that? No, I swear. I, I, because occasionally I'll come across like a weird musical term, and I'll just message it to you, going, "Yeah, hey, that's hey, cool. Hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe that would work hey, for it. something." <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, is threnody a musical term? It is. A, yeah. No, oh, cool. Um, it could be that then. But but the key thing was is that there was a big neon sign outside Capella's window. For what seemed to be a sort of uh, magical girl show, um, and then we cut to to our yeah. who was heading back to yep. the uh, future legend, and, and then you got, got on jumped
0: my head.
1: by mm. a strange was it Mister Yes and Mister No? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you have
2: returned. Yep. Uh, uh, ret- uh, Lan- <laughs> Good God. Uh, you'd be amazed, You're but a not a white bird the, now. the biggest bloody hurdle is I keep, I keep getting Capella and Lynette, Lynette
4: confused yeah, in my head. Yeah, we <laughs> have like, very similar names. It's like consonant, vowel, consonant, double. vowel, double consonant, vowel. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but Capella and
2: Lynette return and you find uh, poor Aaron one. Uh, you oh, that's find Rituar uh, unconscious and not the happy about it. Because men- he's because he's, he's asleep. He's happy when he's asleep. He's never he's never- <laughs> uh, and the menacing figures of Mr. Yes and mm. Mr. No. And the one thing I cannot for life of me remember is what happened to Pete. Did Pete oh, stay? Yeah. With no, you? I'm
1: pretty sure he headed off. Yes, I. No, I thought he
4: decided to stay. Oh, what? He stayed on the crew. Yeah. This is
2: honestly someone's gonna have to re-listen because like all, <laughs> yeah. all, all all the refugees it's like, been like went two months off. The he, definitely left
4: I thought he was going to make a life for himself on the convoy no actually but, I think Lucy might no. be right I, I think, think everybody else left and he decided to stay no, no. because that's why.
1: Right, because Alan once said can I still be first mate Oh didn't yeah. didn't he because he was sort of worried that he was going to get usurped aww yeah, yeah. So it's all good <laughs>
0: right
3: yeah. so just every single series we're going to attach someone new to the how, how many Build beds the are room. there in this place like,
4: and we'll oh. gradually drop out until yeah. so it's just John in a room on yeah. his own podcast. <laughs>
2: Uh, And finally, I will look upon my work and weep.
1: (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah, do you you have something more you wanted to say?
2: No, all I was going to say is like, uh, yeah, so you have had a very brief, very, very brief introduction to the figures of Mr. Yes and Mr. No. Mm -hmm. Mr. No is a giant hulking humanoid with utterly jet black skin that light does not interact with in any way. Mm -hmm. He's like a void. Uh, I'm
3: gonna point so many laser pointers at <laughs> him. Like, just to test. Yeah. It. yeah, but he
2: is very kindly wearing white trousers, which are nice, so you can see where he is. <laughs> that's lucky. Uh, and you have Mr. Yes, who is a normal human-sized person wearing a suit, bandaged with a strange mask over his face. I right.
3: asked you to not make this about infections just once. Can we not have something that's about <laughs> that's in <many>
0: infections? <laughs> just Maybe like, he's wearing a mask. <laughs> With a bandage bandages mouth. for swords, but it's right highly infectious. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then, any, who knows what will happen?
3: Anything could happen. Every series we've done so far has been about infections. I
2: don't have a I don't have a name for this campaign yet, but I I'm, I very much know what's happening, and I'm quite excited. Cool. So,
1: um, just a bit of sort of housekeeping, I guess. Like normally, we do this on a two week schedule. Uh, two weeks from now would take us to a weekend that we're actually. Busy for Alley for the entire weekend Oh uh, cool. yeah, well,
4: it's two weeks from now it's basically Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> what Fine. I'm wondering Fine. is Should we start the new year with a new Yeah,
1: do we season. kick off season three of First Flight post-Christmas? Does well maybe that... so, maybe we find a time The
2: four of us to record over the Christmas season <laughs> Yeah, absolutely And then we uh, get our first episode out Yeah, so uh, In yeah. January Yeah, Sounds yeah. so sweet. we'll have
1: something, listeners, for you uh, As soon as we can mm-hmm. uh, But basically we're now going back to uh, the, the world of the Extraverse
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, John I'm have to will work be taking on my the...
1: again. Yes, you will. <laughs> John sure. will be taking the. Uh, I thought he uh, said southernness. And yeah, next time we see you, we'll be in the extroverse. <laughs> uh, yeah, you we'll the extraverse. Ooh, you yeah. did an
2: amazing job.
0: Thank stone, you. Stone you stone master. did. You can,
4: you can go sleep now. <sighs> I mean, is <sighs> technically the world of worm within the extroverse? Maybe yes. time will tell. Maybe we were in first. you were in the extroverse all along. I think you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll White bird might turn up
3: somewhere.
1: Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you can you can go extrovert because if you're like trance, you just expand your mind beyond the uh, narrative barrier. Cool. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll see you on the other side.